if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe you. So you just got to go. Yes, you can ask questions. Yes, you can seek mentors and all of that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have everything in your toolbox perfectly wrapped up, ready to go. You just got to go. You got to do it. You got to be scared and do it anyways. And in turn, that creates fearlessness. Hey guys, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Carly and Mia. Hey guys, welcome back to another great episode. We're so excited to share this one. Megan McFerrin, we love her so much. We were just talking about how amazing her energy is in her classes. And even in this episode, she just, it was so much fun recording with her. And we are recording this intro early, but we actually, by the time this is released, we would have just done an Instagram live workout with her. We're doing it on Saturday, but it is still saved on our Instagram. So if you haven't tried her workout, that's an easy way for you to do it. Yes. I hope you all joined. (laughs) I know it's going to be so fun. And I actually like don't try a lot of new workouts. If you know me at all from listening, like I'm very much a routine workout type of person, but I really, really loved Megan's class. I feel like it's everything I love in a class. It is beat driven. It is fun. She has great energy. She has great music. It's a full body. It's just you're it's very like you feel very in your body and it's a very mindful approach even though it's fun and dancey so I highly recommend and I like to think my recommendation means something because I don't try and like a lot like too many I don't deviate from my routine too much I should say yeah definitely I liked it so much that I like signed up immediately and then I did one of her challenges so I did it like almost every day for the month of, I think it was February. And then since then I've done it, like it's definitely a regular part of my rotation. So I love it. And we obviously get into a lot more other than just what she's doing at City Sweat, but we do get into the details with that as well and why she started it and how she started it and how it's kind of just blown up over the past year and then what's in store for the future. But then we hear more about her relationship and other things like that. So all of the classic things that we love to talk about, things that you might not learn from her just by following her on Instagram. So I think you guys are going to love the episode. And before we get into it, we'll talk about the new things we're trying. So this is something that I'm always posting about on our Instagram these past few weeks, but I haven't talked about it yet. So Mead Love is a bakery in... It's not a physical location, but it's a bakery company in New York City. And it's run by this woman, Sarah, who is an amazing baker. Seriously, these breads and the bagels and the treats that she makes are so good. And I had heard about them before, but she's still fairly new and they're not available on a lot of different places. So I hadn't gotten to try them, but now I live really close to Bonberry Mart, which has a ton of different healthy brands and they get a drop off from Sarah every single week there. So I started trying her sourdough bread and it's so good. It's honestly amazing. So I think she started because she, I think she started with sourdough, but then she started making all these different variations of sourdough. So she has a classic one. She has like a cinnamon raisin. She has an everything. She has this one called psychedelic that has all these swirly colors in it, all made gluten-free without like any additives that are in a lot of different gluten-free breads. So a lot of gluten-free breads and bagels are going to be full of potato starch and tapioca tapioca starch and everything like that. And most of her products don't have any tapioca starch. None of them have potato starch. I think she said she puts tapioca starch in the bagels like a little bit because you really need it for that consistency. But anyway, my favorite bread is called the Herby sourdough and it tastes just like an Italian, Italian seasoned loaf. It's so delicious. She's now at Union Square Market every Wednesday. And over the weekend, she's in I think Williamsburg at McCarran Park at the market there. I could be wrong, but we'll write it. I need to go. Yeah. And so I go there, honestly, like every Wednesday, it's become a routine that like early in the morning, I'll either go for a run or walk and then end it in Union Square and get something from the market. And I've already decided that next week I'm going to get, because she started recently doing cakes. So next week I'm going to get a slice of cake because I've been really dying to try it. That's amazing. Are you still making your own sourdough ever? So I don't make it in the city, but like, it's funny because every time I've Mm. gone back to New Paltz lately, I've brought it with me and made it there. Yeah, I know I'm over a year late, but I think I really want to try to make sourdough or maybe I'll just go over to the Williamsburg market and get the need love because <laughs> I have such, I was living with people, my brother-in-law, my mom over quarantine, and they would make so much sourdough and I just have my 
my supply of sourdough has been cut off for me because I don't make it. So I want to definitely try that. I didn't know that they had a market in Williamsburg or if they would pop up in the Williamsburg market. Yeah, the farmer's market. Definitely try it. Yes, I will. I am also trying a an edible product. I am trying Natsola. <laughs> Natsola. So it's essentially granola. It's a very clean granola brand founded by father and son. They originally started with a Kickstarter, which is cool to see just how like a company grows from being an, an idea of an idea within a family that grows to be a brand. So I love that. But granola is one of those foods that for years, I think was like a healthy food. And then a lot of the bigger companies that make processed granola are full of refined sugars. Of course, there's a ton of great brands out there that are putting out quality granola that are, you know, they don't have a lot of sugar, but this I'm trying the vanilla almond one. So that the ingredients are just almonds, dates, coconut, chia seeds, vanilla extract, cinnamon, and sea salt. It's sweetened with just dates. It's very clean. Like that's literally all of the ingredients that are in there. So you know that you're not getting a lot of those hidden sugars and it really just tastes good. And you can add it to anything. I added it to my smoothie, but I was just telling Carly before we recorded that on the website, they say you can blend it into your smoothies and shakes, which of course you can, but I just never would have done that. (laughs) So I want to try that, but I love it. And there's a lot of good flavors. So I said I have the vanilla almond, but there's pumpkin spice. There's cacao almond. There's peanut butter. There's cherry. There's banana nut. There's peanut butter and jelly, which I need to try. That is right up my alley. And another peanut butter lover's one. So lots of good flavors. You know, you're getting just a clean product, simple ingredients, nothing hidden in there. And it'll be a healthy little granola treat. So I recommend trying it. Wait, I'm dying because they asked us, they when they were going to send it to us, they asked me what flavors we wanted. And I was like, I feel oh, like right. Mia wants the peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. But then I was like, no, I don't know if she really wants that. So then I just like pretended that you want the, wanted the vanilla almond. But I guess I was wrong. <laughs> you I wanted always the peanut want butter peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the cacao almond and it's so good. But if anyone listening wants to try it, definitely send us a DM because we can give you a code to get a discount in your first order. So yeah, feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram. Instagram and we'll send that over to you. It's really delicious. And I think that's pretty much it. So hopefully you guys joined the workout this weekend. If not, find it on our Instagram and definitely check Megan out. We have all of her details in the show notes and the episode is amazing. So we hope you guys love it. And please, if you do consider leaving a rating and a review or just a rating, it really helps just to get the podcast out there to more people. And we appreciate it so much. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining the class. If you haven't, it'll be, it's in our Instagram lives right now. So check it out. And we're so excited to have you all here. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. Today, we are joined by creator of City Sweat, which is a dance inspired full body method that serves as a celebration rather than a workout. So we are so excited to have you today. Welcome to Mostly Balanced, Megan McFerrin. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is so exciting. It's so fun chatting face to face after taking your workouts. So happy to have you here. Do you want to start maybe just by telling everyone listening a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and a little bit more about what you do at City Sweat? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan. I'm the creator of City Sweats, which as you now know, is a is a dance inspired full body training method. And it serves as a celebration rather than a workout, which is the most important part because we want to always view movement as a celebration and never punish ourselves. That is like my main thing that I drive hard. We are here to have dance parties. We are here to make fitness fun. And it really is always just a celebration every time we have class. So So this was created, I'm from upstate New York, from Albany, and I've been a dancer my whole life. So I did the whole competition scene and then I went to college for dance. I studied dance there and then I moved to New York and was a professional dancer for three years auditioning. And through that, always loved fitness. Fitness was always a supplement to my dancing, basically always moving and always going. So through that, City Sweat was created. I have plenty of stories to share, but that's basically the gist of how City Sweat came about. That's so cool. I love that you, I love the whole mantra and 
story behind City Sweat. I love that it's a celebration rather than a workout. I feel like especially this year, so many of our conversations have been about working out as a form of just movement and self-care rather than something we feel forced to do. So that shift in mindset is huge. So I love that that is just the tagline of City Sweat. And I mean, it's amazing that you're a dancer. I want to hear so much more about that. It's definitely for those that haven't tried City Sweat. It's definitely it has a dance vibe. It's fun. It's feel good. Yeah, it's like I feel like dance cardio. Sometimes people like myself who are not like the most coordinated person in the world would be kind of like, oh, I can't can't do that. But it is like you said, like a dance party. Like it's kind of more just like it's less about worrying what you look like and more about kind of like letting go and really just enjoying it, which is what I love about it. Totally. And that's exactly what I want people to feel like. I I, I think sometimes people think like, oh, I don't want to take a, a, she's a dancer. Like this is a dance class. And I a hundred percent don't want people to feel intimidated by the word dance. Dance is like you partying in your mirror, either by yourself or with friends, like at the club, this is what it should be like. And I, and I really value breaking down each movement. We sometimes put series together, like series of arm movements, series of leg movements, but it's always fun and broken down so that even the non-dancers can do it. But the the biggest part, again, is just celebrating the movement. And we're not like lifting 20 pound dumbbells for 20 reps, 10 sets, and just like me yelling at you in the camera. I'm sorry. Not my thing. I love to just count from eight and we go to the beat of the music and we get to know these series and it really does feel like a dance, but it's for all levels, designed for all levels. Do you do anything outside of the city sweat classes that you teach and take and everything? Do you do heavier lifting or any different types of workouts? Actually, it's funny. I, I teach so much that I haven't been doing too much city, uh, too much outside of city sweat. But growing up as a dancer, obviously, I, I had a very rigorous course of dance classes through competition dance and even on to college. So I did always use fitness, like I said, as a supplement. And when I would go, I usually like ran a little did a little bit of light weights, like maybe just five to 10 pounds, but I didn't necessarily love anything that I was doing. Cause it's kind of like when you go to the gym, I just don't love that feeling of like aimlessly walking around the gym, you know? So as I got into college, I was on the dance team for a year and they asked me to teach fitness kind of like they asked me to do a boot camp. And again, it's just totally me, but like, I just don't like the word boot camp. I'm like, can it just be like a party, like something it'll, it'll still be hard. And that's the other thing is like, people are like, Oh, since it's a dance party. Like it's not going to be anything crazy. It's like, no, it'll be hard. We'll test your brain. We'll test your body. So through that, I created kind of like a class that was, you know, mixture of abs and arms and legs, still low impact. I was never into like heavy weightlifting or anything like that, primarily because as a dancer, I was always moving. And then that was my motivation was like, I just love dance. So I didn't really need to supplement it with any heavy weights, any sort of bodybuilding type things. So yeah, it was always pretty much low impact, some running. And I still do that every once in a while. It's such a good release to not have to teach sometimes and be like talking while doing the class. Sometimes I'll do like a city sweat sculpt class in the morning because it just feels so good. Everything I do, this is why I teach it. I'm like, I love how this feels. Like I feel ready for the day after this, but I will go down to the gym and do maybe like a 10 minute run max and do some work with resistance bands and lightweight. And I also try to implement stretching and yoga. I used to do Y7 a lot. Love the hot yoga. Love all of that in New York, but obviously haven't been as motivated to do yoga at the end of all my, my long days of teaching. So yeah, that's pretty much my, my fitness outside of city sweat. And how long have you been doing city sweat? How, when did you launch? So we launched, was it November, 2019? So that was, yeah. So a few months before the pandemic, very few. (laughs) Our launch was at Lululemon Soho, which was so much fun. I had all my friends there and we taught, we ended up teaching a few classes here and there, just like sporadically at Lululemon. I taught some at Project by Equinox, very minimal at Naked. Naked had just opened in Soho, Naked Retail. So I did a few classes like with Alala and a few different brands. And I was like so excited to keep doing these pop-ups and sharing City Sweat with New York that it's a good thing and a bad thing because I didn't end up signing a contract with a studio or anything. And I had been getting some offers and being like, oh, maybe I should start teaching here or maybe I should start teaching City Sweat there. And, And it never happened in the pandemic hit. And it wasn't even a thought 
that this would be virtual. Like immediately I was like, okay, so we're doing a virtual. Cause I had no idea what was going on. I was like, I just launched my business. I don't have any other job. Like this is what I'm doing. I am dedicated to city sweat and all, all that is city sweat. So we started immediately first day of quarantine. It's so funny. I was featured on good morning America for at home workouts randomly because my friend who was, I was a dance and journalism major in college. And my friend who sat next to me in one of my journalism classes worked for GMA. And she called me up and she's like, isn't this crazy? Like, okay, we're in quarantine. I know that you just launched city sweat. Can you like send me a video of just you doing a few moves? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I, That's amazing. It was so funny. I was at my friend's house, just us three. And I was like, we need to do like a FaceTime video to make it look like, oh, now we're in quarantine. I'm going to do FaceTime lessons with someone. So they went downstairs and I went upstairs. And we just did like, <laughs> it was like the most low tech FaceTime. Like at that time, I'm like, I just prop my phone up and we did like a few squats and I sent it to my friend. And the next morning, it's on GMA. That is so like, cool. It's, like, it's made my friends on GMA. But honestly, it was the best thing because I'm like, okay, this is legit. I'm doing this today. So City Sweat is now a virtual thing. So that's literally how it was just like, okay, boom. And I started doing Instagram live classes every single day for free. I was like, I just want everyone to feel good. It wasn't even about a business motive or a money motive. Like at that point, I'm like, I just always want people to feel good and and get through whatever it is is happening. You know, we, we really had no idea. And I, I want people to feel the way I feel after we're done moving. Like that feeling of happiness, of energy, like feeling energized rather than tired, feeling ready and just getting people through the quarantine. So that was kind of like my main motive when I first started out virtually. Yeah, I kind of just got chills because I'm thinking back to this time last year when all these different instructors were really like rallying to get things done virtually. And it was like, I mean, I feel like you guys really were like essential workers. Like people were doing these classes for free and you were doing it every day. And it was really helping people feel better. And so many people that I know that didn't even really ever do classes like that in studio started developing like an at-home exercise routine. And it's really made such a big difference in people's lives, especially when we were all kind of like stuck at home. And so we were chatting a little bit before we started recording this and you said that virtual will always be a piece of it. So do you see yourself having both? Do you think you'll do in-person and virtual? Totally. Yeah, 100%. Um, now that I've built up this on-demand platform, I'm excited. I feel like it's just the beginning and I'm really excited about it. And I'm excited to, you know, try out some new classes and like keep it rolling. I would love to eventually a goal is to get an app, obviously, and just like have City Sweat be able to be shared globally. That would be amazing as well as a City Sweat tour. I'm putting it out into the universe because it's happening this year. I'm doing a City Sweat tour and I want to do all the major cities in the United States. Whoever will will have me and whoever will come to class, I'm just going to do a bunch of different pop-ups. And I, my plan right now is to do that on weekends. So like City Sweat tour on weekends and then my five days a week will be virtual for now. And I still have the on-demand service. We still do the monthly challenges because I feel like that is people have loved working out from home. And, and I really think it's here to stay because it is so much more convenient sometimes. And then when you want that in-person energy, we got it. I'm going to be in your city. You can come hang out, take a class and like still get that energy as well. So I'm excited to kind of like duel up on this. Yeah, definitely. And I totally am with you. I think that virtual classes are here to stay. I can't, I work out so much more now, just like, again, what you said, not out of like a need to work out. It's solely just to feel better and to like get moving. I'm in the same place day and night. I mean, this is a conversation we've been having for like a year now, but I really, I really love all of the virtual offerings. And I, I know prior you had planned to do all in person maybe, but the virtual option has probably given you access to so many people. And now with like, oh, I tour throughout all of these cities, you have the ability to connect with so many people. So what's it like been building that community? 
It's been awesome. Like you said, I, I really was thinking small when I first launched City Sweat. Like, oh, I want this to be a New York thing. Fitness studios and classes were huge. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends were starting to think about doing their own thing. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. Like we'll do some pop-up classes. We'll try to get into Equinox, which now unfortunately project is closed. It's just crazy how the world changes. And I was thinking like New York City, this is it. You know, I'm a dancer here. This is going to be a great thing for me. And moving virtually, I had no idea the impact, the connections, the community, the friendships that I would make through everything being virtual. And even within the first month when I, I think that was probably the time when the most people were online working out was in April. I had hundreds of people sign up for my first free challenge. I was like, what's going on? Like I, I've only taught like five in-person classes and people from Italy, from Russia, like all the, all different countries. This is, was a global meetup, a global celebration. And that fired me up. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. I'm really making an impact, which is most important that I always want to serve other people and just making you feel amazing because you can't do anything else unless you feel good about yourself. So that has always been my driving point. And to be able to impact on that level, I was just like, wow, I was thinking small. And if there, there is one great thing that came out of this pandemic, it's the ability to think bigger and say, there is really no limit to what you can do, you know, and who you can impact. Yeah. I love that mindset so much. And I think that I mean, there are a lot of people building workout classes and platforms and things like that, but yours has really grown so much and you have such a great community of people and like a following that continues to grow, which is so awesome. Is it, has it all happened kind of just like organically through things like the Good Morning America feature? And I've seen like a couple of articles that feature you and things like that and word of mouth. I feel like so many people are so curious about what it's like really growing a business online. And you obviously put in so much work, whether it's just like teaching your classes, but then on top of that, the content you share on Instagram and teaching on other people's platforms and things like that. So what is your mindset when it comes to like the business side of things? Like, are you a planner? Do you kind of just like go with the flow? Like what work goes into it behind the scenes? I'm totally a planner. But then again, this whole thing is like completely not planned. So when I had first started out, I'm like, I had already decided, okay, city sweat in person, I'm a businesswoman, like this is happening. So all of those kind of plans and that business structure was like, okay, thrown out the window. And basically in one day, I recreated my website. So so basically, I, I think the first step is to find a few people in your corner that are just friends that are willing to help you out. Like I had one person help me out with my website. I had one person kind of help me look into Instagram and, and see what kinds of people would match like the city sweat vibe or who wanted to maybe connect and do an Instagram live together. So a few specific people to help me start building up. I think that Fortunately and unfortunately, people love free things. <laughs> so that was a huge... I would give advice to anyone trying to start an online business. Give something for free, even if it's a PDF, even if it's like a little grocery list, what, whatever it is. But that free challenge that I did in April was really a Kickstarter. And I had no intentions of globally, like virtually growing because you know we had no idea what was going on on March 20th. But I was like, it came from such a true place. And, and that's where I think why the growth happened because it was free and people were easily able to get on there, you know, but also because I was just sharing and I was going and I was feeling good. And in return, people were feeling good. And so that spread, I think more word of mouth and like through Instagram, like, Oh, check out Megan's workouts. I have so many dance friends. Thank you to all of my dance community. Seriously. That just reposted all my things and were like, go check out Megan's class. Especially if you're a dancer, all those dancers, Broadway had closed, auditions had closed, that whole life, which I was very much a part of, was was gone completely. So that whole community was was super supportive. And from there, I think I didn't start really tuning into to Instagram algorithms and like virtual marketing strategies until maybe like June, because things were still just like, okay, I have my website. 
I'm putting my workouts on Vimeo and you can Venmo me. Like it was just like, you know, like kind of random. And so after that developed, I was like, okay, this is legit. This is awesome. Let's keep rolling with it. And, and it really is a learning process as you go. Another piece of advice I would give to business owners starting out is that you're not going to know everything. You're just not. It's a learning process. Like you need to go for it. You need to ask questions. You need to connect with people that are like-minded, connect with people. Even if you, you should never think that they're competitive against you. I've connected with so many people that have similar programs to mine that have low impact programs that have been amazing and we're friends and they're helping me. So I, I, it's all a learning process and we're all in it together. It's a continual thing. The two things that I did do starting off before virtual, before anything else was I made City Sweat and LLC, which, you know, highly recommend for whoever has a business. And I purchased business insurance and liability insurance for myself and for my company, especially with anything fitness related. You need that. Other than that, it's all going to go up, going to go down. Like it's a complete learning experience, but I have learned. I feel like I just went to business school for like online marketing, literally through like scrolling through people's Instagrams and saving stuff and be like, okay, like let's try this and just asking around. So I'm still learning too, but I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's, it's been fun to listen to podcasts and just like keep figuring out the best way to grow and the best way to serve. Yeah, I really like all of that advice. I think so many people can benefit from that. Like so many people are starting something new of their own. And that advice is so relatable just to like anyone trying to learn something new or kick off their own company. But I want to talk a little more about like what makes City Sweat unique. I mean, part of the organic growth and why people take it and love it and sign up for the challenges and keep coming back is because of how they feel and what makes this class different. I mean, it is a very saturated market, lots of workouts, lots of instructors, but your class is so unique and just makes you feel good. So I want to hear more about how you kind of conceptualize a class, choreographed it if you did. And also like if you ever take into account feedback from clients. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'll start from kind of the pre-City Sweat era right before I was working on a movie on In the Heights, which is coming to theaters this summer. Super excited. But I was working on it for eight months as the assistant to the choreographer and also a dancer in the film. So I was on on a movie set for eight months of my life. It was the best thing ever. And I basically thought, okay, oh my gosh, all of my dance idols are here. This is what I've been auditioning for. Like, this is why I moved to New York. This is amazing. And so cool. it was fun, but, but I learned, this is why I'm here right now. Like I, I learned so much about what I wanted and what I didn't want because I was in charge of calling those dance. I was in charge of basically all the dancers on the film. So I would call them, I would call their agents. I would make sure that they're good to go for the next day, that they had the right sneakers and like that they had to wear their hair this way. And like this, that, and the third, so many little details, but I was calling them at like one in the morning and looking at it from their side, that's kind of what the industry is. It's super last minute. They don't know what they're doing tomorrow. They might get a call from their agent and say, Hey, can you be here in an hour? Like, Oh, we need an extra dancer. Can you be here in an hour? And I didn't realize that it was like that. Here I am being like, I want to be a professional dancer. Like I want to do this. I want to be a backup dancer. Like I want to do all these gigs and movies. And, and it's like, it doesn't change. It's, it's just on the fly. Like it's a lifestyle on the fly. And I told you guys, like, I'm such a planner and I need to know what I'm doing the next day. And I just wasn't okay with that inconsistency. So I learned, I was like, okay, I, after this movie, I don't have a job because I just committed my eight months to this. And, and basically every, what everyone else would do is go back to their agent and audition for the next gig and hope that they get it. And I just... I didn't want that. So I, this is where the seed of city sweat was. And I was like, I want to find a place where there's a medium between dancing and fitness. And you don't have to audition to get the part. You can stand in your own spotlight. You can be your own person. You don't have to fit into this costume. You won't get a call at 1am saying, Hey, can you be here tomorrow? Like, I got to be mentally ready for that. I was like, how are these people doing this? You know, I, I want a community that is here to stay. We're never going to wrap the movie and say like, oh, see you later. I hope I see you at the next gig. No, this is this is here to stay. And from there, I started fusing my love of dance and my love of fitness to choreograph and create a structure where 
everyone feels comfortable, like a, a, first of all, a welcoming atmosphere, right? Like that's most important before, before any of the movements, it's really creating an energy, which I just think I was, I was born with just like having this energy of, I love movement. I love dancing. And I want you to love it too, for yourself, creating a space for that. And then content wise and material wise. Yeah. Like I would just turn on music and go, you see me in class too. And it is, it is all pre-planned and no class is the same, which I love, but it's basically just a matter of throwing on music. And through my training, I'm NASM certified and through my training as a professional dancer, creating movements that are low impact that I feel like I can make modifications for, for people. Maybe I have a 60 and above club too, which they're all awesome or just people with injuries. And then also, So on top of that, give upgrades for the people that are like hardcore, I need upgrades. So those are like some major components when, when creating and when after this movie, I kind of just went into my apartment and was like, all right, we're doing this. Let's start to fuse this class together. And so that's basically how it came about and how I still try to create my classes. It's basically on a week by week basis. I'll just see, you know, what are people loving or I'll get a message like, oh my God, I love that dance series. And I'm like, okay, how can I make this like harder or different or bring it back? Like bring one of our throwback songs, you know, back and do it again. So I think really the originality of like me being from a choreography and dance background and just doing my own style of both dance and fitness. That's kind of how I came to create it. And how I try to stand out is obviously it's a celebration like that. I'm going to drive that home forever and ever. It should be a celebration. It's not a workout. And I, and I tried not to use the word workout because I've learned throughout the years that some people do view working out as a punishment. And it's something that I actually didn't realize because I had been dancing and moving my whole life. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I get to work out and move. And I'm so glad I realized that, that people are hurt and people feel like they're, they don't like working out. It's a very, very bad part of their life. And so for me, I just want to turn that around. You're moving your body because it feels amazing. And it's going to set you up for the rest of your day. It's going to motivate you to to go chase your dream. It's 40 minutes and I hope that it changes your life. So that is that. (laughs) That was a great answer. I love all of it. And I personally, I feel that I, when I take the classes, I do feel energized and I do feel like ready to go for the day. And, And we've talked on here about your class and other classes that we love. And I don't often talk about classes that I don't like because that's not really productive, but I have taken classes that I don't love. And it's usually for that reason, because either it just leaves me feeling like really drained or the instructor doesn't really give modifications or encourage them. And in your class, when you give those upgrades, I get really excited when I can do one of the upgrade moves, but I also get excited when I make the decision to modify. And it's really just a good mindset to have. And so I definitely do feel like I'm always super energized and kind of like uplifted from the classes, which is really, really cool. And I, I found it through, we were talking earlier, the sweat with sweats platform. And I think I signed up like that day. I was like, all right, I need to be a part of this. And then I accidentally signed up twice. (laughs) So it was like, I signed up and then I went to like take a class and then for some reason I was like not figuring out how to access it so then I like signed up again and then I had to message Megan and be like hey sorry I think I signed up twice but like hey I just took your class two hours ago and I'm trying to take another one (laughs) but it's so much fun do you ever I've always wondered this about classes that are taught kind of like live do you ever kind of like I know you said they're all planned but do you ever kind of forget what you're doing or do you like have it up somewhere that you're following it or do you sometimes have to like go rogue I don't have it up somewhere. Totally go rogue, like completely improvise. Sometimes I kind of know basically the structure, like, you know, how, how the class is structured is the warm up. We go into arms, wrist weights, then light weights, and then abs, cheeks, legs, celebration, stretch. So we know the structure. And within that, I'll say like, okay, I just have literally my notebook and it's not even super planned. I know people that write down like every little thing, five times, 10 times for me, luckily I, through dance and through rhythm, I know the eight count. So I'll, I'll know when the song is going to start and when the song is going to end. And then I know, okay, today we're going to do abs with resistance bands above our knee. And so I have that library of movement that either is new or some old stuff that I'll bring back just depends on, you know, the structure of the class that day. So that's what I'll do is like the song. So I have my playlist with every song is a different exercise. And then from there, 
it's improv. I am just going and feeling it out because I think that's so important to feel the energy too. And it's going to be even more important when we go back to in person, when I can feel like, all right, these people are ready for some upgrades. Like, I think it's really important to have that improvisational aspect because you got to go on the fly. You got to feel that energy. It's got to be real and genuine. And, and I love that. Like, it doesn't make me nervous at all. I, I love that. And it's fun to throw little surprises. It's like a, a, a library of notes with an improv structure. <laughs> I love that. And I love that like your class is similar. Like the movements are similar. They feel, they feel like, you know, something I've done before, but it was so much fun. And I love that it was challenging. Like, even if I, I take, you know, Pilates based, that's what I mean by similar, like Pilates based with like yeah. a little bit of a cardio burst workout regularly, but I was so challenged and it was just like moves that were unique and different to make me like, oh, this is cool. This is like added another layer of complexity to like keep your brain working, like you said earlier. And it was just like engaging. And I love that you have a cheeks and legs section, by the way, that you put Ah. on every class. So fun. So people are like embarrassed to say cheeks. They're like, oh, that glute section was, I'm like, guys, it's city sweat cheeks. Like it's okay. (laughs) You also definitely bring in that like, you bring in the dancer flexibility for sure though. Like whenever I'm doing it, I'm wondering if like doing it for a longer period of time and more consistently, I'll get better flexibility because I used to, but now I feel like just from like years of running, you lift your leg up and it's like going all the way front to back. And my mobility is not that great. So I'm excited to see it improve. It helps so much. Yeah. It, it, it's helped me so much too, which is crazy. Cause even I'm like, I'm not taking ballet every day. Like I used to, but using that movement and, and also infusing the breath into it, which I think is so important for an instructor to focus on that alignment and the breath in order to execute properly. Cause yeah, it's freaking hard to bring your leg like half circle around 90 degrees, three taps and pull it back. Like I'm not asking you to do like a simple squat. So it is, it's brain work, it's body work. And I hope that it improves strength, flexibility, endurance, all the things. I'm asking a lot, but because I make it fun, I hope that it just feels not like work just like a challenge and an upgrade for yourself, you know? Yeah, definitely. And we usually, so we talk a lot on here about relationships, but we felt like having you on here, one of the things that we really did want to talk about. So I want to get into it a little bit before we wrap up with our rapid fire. You give such great advice on your platform. And even the first challenge that I did was your February self-love challenge. And so we wanted to talk more about your relationship with yourself because you come off as so confident. And even, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, you shared something that was from like this time last year on your Instagram. And you were kind of like laughing that you are so much more confident now and just seeing the differences, but you were saying how it's important to look back and see that and see how far you've come. So what are some tips that you could give to people who might feel like they don't like they're lacking that confidence or they don't have that level of self-love? Yeah. First and foremost, you do need to to look back and write down at least 10 things that you've achieved, whether it be 10 years ago, what you should do a few from 10 years ago, a few from this year, a few from this month, and a few from this week and really hype yourself up. Before anything, you have to hype yourself up. That is key. And you have to believe it. You did those things. It's not fake. That's real. You completed those things. Be proud of that. Even if it's small, the tiniest win is, is so huge. Really that first and foremost helps with everything. Secondly, I just, like you mentioned a year ago, I just started talking on Instagram and I, I thought that I was confident. I wasn't saying like, Oh, I'm not confident, but I'm just like going to go on here. I, I genuinely thought that like, that was it. And so I think that's another really important thing is like, make it till you make it. Like, just do it. Just do it because you have to believe in yourself and and people are going to believe you. But if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe you. So you just got to go. Yes, you can ask questions. Yes, you can seek mentors and all of that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to have everything in your toolbox perfectly wrapped up, ready to go. You just got to go. You got to do it. You got to be scared and do it anyways. And in turn, that creates fearlessness. Being scared and doing it and being like, oh, that actually was fine. Like I just went on Instagram stories or whatever you want to do. That is so important. And then on top of that, 
you're loving yourself, right? Because you're believing in yourself. You're doing those things that you're scared of, but you're doing it anyways. And that is in itself a form of self-love. So that is a whole section. And then on top of it, you got to treat yourself and you got to do the activities that you love. You got to eat the foods that you love. You need to be around the people that you love. And really, again, going back to writing down those things, writing down those things. And if there's people, if there's things, if there's energies that are not in that list, maybe you need to get rid of those things, you know, in order to really, truly be on that self-love journey. And, and I am... I try to share with people too. I am still learning. I'm only 26. Like I know I have so much to learn. I've, I've learned so much just in this one year, but I'm going for it. I want people to come on the journey with me. Like, let's just go for it. I'm going to act like the most confident person in the room, not in a bad way. There's, there's such a thing as quiet confidence too. I just want people to believe in themselves and go, 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 because it's just going to get you every day. We upgrade, right? I always say like every day we're just upgrading to the best version of ourselves that day. I don't believe in myself every day, but I got to still say it out loud and act like it, right? Because then I'm just getting closer and closer to that best version of myself. I love that. I love the list of writing down your accomplishments from like year, month, week. It reminds me like when you go on an interview and you have to list all these amazing things and sell yourself and like show up confident so someone else believes in you too. Like that's how we should really act every day if you want anyone or even just yourself to believe in you. So I really love that advice. I need to start doing that regularly. Yeah, it feels good. And sometimes we forget to reflect back because we're so focused on what, what am I doing next? What's coming up. And obviously all of that is exciting. And I hope that everyone's excited about the things that they're doing moving forward, but just like take a quick 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a week to just reflect and be like, I am a rock star. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that when you were a dancer, I mean, looking back before you, I mean, you still are a dancer, but before you launched City Sweat, has this really helped you with your like self-love and kind of your level of self-respect and confidence and everything? Like even taking out the, how you show up on Instagram and things like that, but just how you feel about yourself. Do you feel like you're more aligned with what you're kind of meant to be doing now? Definitely. Yeah. I think being in the dance community is such a gift and there are many different personalities, but everyone has this energy of like love and performance. And so I do think that in a sense, it comes naturally because I love to perform and, you know, like I did my graduation speech, like I love to talk, like to talk. And then I just always was constantly like, yes, I'll do that. Or like, yes, I'll perform. So being in a community of performers definitely helped and being at half, like having to go up on stage by myself, like lots of people haven't done that. And that is totally okay. Like you can find confidence anywhere, but that is definitely a huge piece of me. And the, and obviously a huge reason why I started city sweat that has carried into now. I feel like I finally found that thing taking pieces of what I've learned in the dance world and pieces of fitness and pieces of just me as a person and fusing it into city sweat into my own brand. And it's really been so much fun. Yeah. I mean, congratulations on everything that you accomplished over the past year. And I wanted to ask you, but I think you just answered my question about like growing up in dancing, if you ever experienced a time of low confidence, but you're the second dancer we've talked about, talked to. And it seems like the dance community is just like so uplifting and supportive of each other, like as opposed to maybe like an acting or modeling industry. So I feel like I'm still curious to for you to answer that question, but I, I just really like what you, the vibe that you're sharing about the dance community. Yeah, it's such a great vibe. Everyone that you're in the room with, I truly always felt supported by, even if it was at an audition where there's one spot and we're all showing up or you're one of five brown haired five foot five girls all dancing next to one another. Like some of those girls are like some of my best friends. So if there was ever a point of low confidence, it really comes from just being scared of who's behind the table. The judges, if there's an artist that you're like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm performing. And someone says something where it's like, they're not saying it to hurt your feelings, but you get criticized when you're a dancer. Like you, the training is hard. The discipline is hard. So I think in that sense, sometimes, yeah, of course there's times of low confidence and self-doubt, but in terms of the actual dance, like the dancers next to me and, and so many mentors, it's been such a positive experience. 
Wait, what do you mean you spoke at your graduation? Like you gave the speech? Uh, was it your high school? I was the commencement speaker at my high school. Oh my God. I talked, about, I talked about finding your passion, which I think is just so crazy because That's I was amazing. like, it's okay if you haven't found your passion. Like I knew, I thought that I had found it with dancing and I was like, this is what I want to do. But I, a lot of people don't know what they want to do when they're 18. And that is okay. You're going to find it and you're going to have that feeling, which I, I really think still brings true. The feeling of the city spot celebration. Like that's the feel, that's my feeling that I'm sharing with you guys that I hope everyone just loves and takes with them. But it's okay. Even now, if you don't feel like, you know, like what your life purpose is or what your exact passion is, it's going to change. But as long as you stick with that feeling that makes you just feel amazing. Keep going towards that. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of people don't even know uh, like 28 or 35 or 40 yeah. or everything. So it could <laughs> yeah. apply to anybody, but that's amazing because I was going to make a joke about how you definitely have a future as an inspirational speaker. And I guess you've already been doing that since high school. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I went to school for dance and broadcast journalism. So like, I just, I love both of those things that I, I really want aside from being a professional dancer, when I was uh, moving to New York, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I think I'm going to do like good morning America and like also be a professional dancer. You had great dreams and you're still doing them. That's amazing. Before we get to the rapid fire, my one last question for you is, do you see in the future having other instructors at City Sweat? Yeah, I do. I'm starting. It's a kind of a surprise, but starting this summer, we're going to be adding a few people integrating into some of some fun special programs for the summer, which I'm excited about. And I do see myself keeping it, keeping the company small, but hiring a few trainers because I really I, I want as many people to just celebrate and love what they're doing and also love the city subclasses. And, and I feel like I can definitely hit more people and, and just help grow the community more with a few more instructors. So I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. The more the merrier. Everyone wants yeah. to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we always switch over now just to do some more light rapid fire questions to learn a little bit more about you outside of city sweat and all that you do. So we haven't talked about relationships. Carly teased it a bit, but what is one must have quality for you in a significant other? Support, most important, because if you don't have that on your hardest days, you don't have anything. You you need that support and foundation in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So important. And you've been with the same boyfriend since you started, but way before City Sweat, right? High school since high school. Oh my, my God. God. <laughs> since we were 16. Wow. <laughs> wow. With no breaks, just like straight through. Oh, girl, lots of breaks. Okay. Good. Oh my God. We need, <laughs> you need to, those breaks. Oh God, we need we to have a same college. conversation about this. Oh yeah. That's like a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we, we went to separate colleges. He's a year older than me. And finally we just started living together after just in quarantine. So it's been like 10 years, but yeah, he's always my best friend and the support. Like he came to my dance competitions and sat through hours and hours and came to city. So now he does, he's, he did Friday cardio with me through the entire quarantine was like always Friday cardio. And he does show up every once when he can, when he's here, he'll show up for class. So just that support is number one, number one. Yeah, I was going to say, I've definitely seen him in a couple of the classes. I think it was a couple of Friday cardio classes. So that's amazing. Okay. So what is one food that you can't live without? Ice cream. Mm. Yum. What's your favorite flavor? flavor? Heavenly hash from Stewart's. I don't know. Do you guys know? Is there Stewart's in New York City? Well, I'm from New Paltz. It's more Stewart's there. Have you had heavenly hash? It's kind of a random flavor. No, I used to love one that they had that was called Graham Canyon and it was like a graham cracker ice cream. It was so good. So Heavenly Hash is like Rocky. It's basically Rocky Road. It's like the nut, chocolate covered nuts, marshmallows, chocolate ice cream. Like whenever I would go home and still now, like I'll just get a get like those gallons at Stewart's are like three dollars. <laughs> just like yes. Oh and me and my sisters will just like sit there. But yes, that is for sure number one without a doubt. Heavenly hash ice cream. If you're in upstate New York, go to Stewart's and get heavenly hash. It's <laughs> amazing. I think there was one in New Jersey where I grew up, but I never went. I have to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> missing out. What is your favorite method of self-care? 
recently it's honestly been starting and ending my day with hot water and lemon. I know that sounds crazy out of all the things, but because it's the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do before bed, it's so important to me. And I started this, this routine literally the first day of quarantine. So crazy. I think I saw it on TikTok and I've been doing it every single day and it just it clears my mind now. It, it helps me go to bed when it's time for bed. Like that is my ritual and my thing and my number one, like I have to do it for, for my self-care and my self-love. So yeah, hot water with lemon. It works. It does. And I feel like I've seen you post about some other kind of like daily rituals that you do. Do you use the gua sha? What are some other kind of like morning, evening routine things you do? Yeah. So I do the hot water with lemon. And then I do, I recently just added the lymphatic drainage, the dry brush and the paddle. I've been doing it now for a month. Absolutely love it. Not necessarily, you know how it's hard for someone to see like physical results on your own body of something because I see myself every day, but it's not really about that. It's just really about the feeling of, I don't know, starting my day and feeling like the drainage must be happening. I'm like, this, this is good. This feels good. So jumping in the shower right after that and then doing the gua sha. Now I've been doing that every day in the ice roller. I put it in the fridge and do the jade roller. Yeah. I was going to ask you for advice on how to use the gua sha because I have one and I have I wish I had it with me. The gua sha, I know that I watch something on TikTok and you (laughs) go from your neck and you do three times each. Always want to go up from your neck and you do three times on the same spot. And then you move to your jaw. You do three times on the same spot. Move up to your cheekbone three times. Same spot. And then you can take the little pointy part and go to your smile line and go like, zigzag zigzag down your smile line and zigzag zigzag on your eyes i'm starting tiktok (laughs) yeah tiktok self-care methods okay let's close it off with some advice so what advice would you give to yourself 10 years ago to my younger self it's okay to be scared but you have to go for it people are going to be scared people say like oh i'm not scared like i'm fearless like i've learned the sense of fearlessness it's okay to be scared but the most important part is that you just have to go do it people so many people are held back just because they're scared of of what what are you really scared of that's going to that's that's going to happen you know you'll feel embarrassed you don't win on the first time or whatever it may be just be scared and do it anyways yeah. I feel like the best things come from those periods of when you're too, totally. when you're scared about what's going to happen because otherwise you're yeah. just comfortable and you know exactly what to expect. So exactly. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Megan. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. I love chatting with you guys. Yeah, this was so fun. I'm so happy that you were able to join us and I can't wait to sweat together again soon and exciting oh, things can't to wait come. To yes. Yes.